Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice and this is Donovan. And today I have a special guest, Sean Butner. He is a high-performance coach, a certified high-performance coach, helping professionals and entrepreneurs break free from burnout through holistically leveling up their lives. So please welcome Sean. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. So Sean, uh, why don't we start by you telling us a little about your story and how you decided to become a high performance coach and what, what does that mean and what does that look like? Okay. Um, yeah, a little bit on me real quick. So I am a product of the tech industry. Mm. Um, I, you know, I should out of it. I could probably talk a lot outside of this on some of that stuff, but, uh, I actually got my start in technology as a hobby in high school, went to business school, got hired as a programmer for Walmart Corporation like 10, 15 years ago, was a web developer for there, uh, left that because I burned out, started a business, that didn't work out, got hired at Apple. And then when I was at Apple, I started to burn out again and I'm thinking, oh, I should do the whole thing where like I become a manager and manage a team with engineers and you know, that'll be awesome. But I should probably have some extra skills for managing a team because in my experience in tech, the best engineers are not the best managers. Oh. <laughs> you know? So you can't treat people like computers a lot of the time, go figure. So, really? Uh, Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I had the opportunity to, uh, get certified in high performance, thinking I would just carry this into my tech career and mm-hmm. further my career, absolutely fell in love with the, the, uh, my, the work. And oh, so at like 33, I think I was, 34, I'm like, this is what I wanna be when I grow up. And so um, since then, you know, I've been making slow moves to become a coach full time, uh, made that transition a year and a half ago. So uh, awesome. that's that story. So. You might be thinking, what the heck is a high-performance coach, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so a certified high-performance coach um, really just helps people transform uh, different areas of their lives. And through the High Performance Institute, it's defined as consistently leveling up whatever part of your life you, you want. And there's a bunch of different subcategories without burning out, which is keeping your body healthy and not destroying relationships. So um, mm-hmm. not being the successful, miserable person. Um, yeah. If you've ever had that encounter in an organization, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so really, I just have discussions and help people find more clarity in their lives, like who they are, how they express themselves, how they manage their energy day to day, you know, emotionally, physically, all that kind of stuff. Um, find more courage to speak out and really share their thoughts or have that confidence to go into that meeting or have that tough conversation with their spouse, productivity, which is focusing on the right things and then getting rid of distractions and then just influence, which is building relationships and leadership. So, you know, that's a lot, but it covers really all of that is to say, we're trying to align your personal life, your career, your wellness and your health towards your goals so that you feel happy, you feel confident and you feel present in your day. Mm, yeah, I, I love that. And it's very aligned with the 
naturopathic medicine and just it's not just about like being symptom free or successful it's really about being happy too which is the whole theme of our show and I like that you had mentioned that the the distinction between you know being successful and miserable I think that's important and being successful (laughs) and happy there's like there's a difference (laughs) and ideally I think we want that but we kind of think maybe we have to sacrifice you know performance or or other aspects of our life um which to to really reach the high success level that we want and I, I like that you touched about um, confidence, and I think that's really important to to look at and explore. So I'm curious, you know, what do you, if you're coaching someone that's you know relatively successful, but they're they're miserable and they're lacking confidence or joy in their life, where would you point them in the right direction, or where would you start get them started with? I guess. Yeah, it's a really great question, and of course, all these it depends on the person. Through the high performance process, we take a look at how clear they are in their life. Like if a lot of times, if you're successful and miserable, you might have the syndrome of like, I've been working for three years. How did I get here? You know, I did what I was supposed to do. I got that job after school. Maybe it wasn't what I really wanted to do. It was going to build up my resume. Now I have all this success. I'm not, this is not where I thought I was going to be when I was, you know, three years ago. So are you clear on where you want your life to go? (laughs) That kind of like big question, or like, if you could wave a magic wand, what would be the life that you'd want? Mm -hmm. And are you kind of there? Right. And if you're like, I'm there and I'm still not happy, like that's one way we can go. But if you're like, I need to make some changes, that's where we can start working on building a plan and saying like, okay, if you were to make a move towards that clear vision you had for your life, naturally you're going to feel more engaged. Naturally you're going to feel more confident chasing after that. Cause sometimes too, like if you're drowning, we talk about burnout a lot. You know, mm-hmm. if you're like successful, but buried, you don't have time to like reflect and say like, this could be different. This could be better for me. Right. Yeah. So that would be some place to start. Um, something else that I tend to look at. So I've had a lot of folks this past year say, Hey, I'm really stressed about, you know, finding a job. I lost my job due to COVID, which is a huge thing. And it's like, that's not an easy thing. And it's not, in those cases, how do you feel more confident? It's how do you actually bring joy into your life every day? Like what habits are you doing that refill that cup? Because it's not about, it's all stressful and overwhelming because it is, and you're not going to be able to change that, but you can, um, you know, write some music. If you're a musician, you can, you know, spend time with family and friends in the way that you can now um, to help fill your cup there or whatever that is for you, you know, making sure that that's part of your daily routine um, has gotten a lot of people just feeling like a huge weight off of their shoulders because it's like, I don't have to grind and struggle through this. I can find things to kind of fill my cup in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like a couple different pieces are coming together. So one one piece that I heard is like having kind of a clear plan or strategy, and maybe you've ended up in a place that you didn't really expect or plan for, but having a, a, a plan moving forward can help get some confidence just because you have a target to shoot for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other piece it sounds like is having a little bit more balance um, as opposed to, especially, you know, the last year or so, just focusing on, wow, I have to knock this out. I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I don't know if I can do all of it. Finding ways to inject a little bit more 
uh, happiness or joy or just general balance into your life. Um, there's a third thing that came to mind that I wanted to ask you about, which is what if, you know, okay, I've got this target. Let's mm-hmm. say I want to start a pizza shop, which I, which I don't, but <laughs> you know, I want to start this pizza shop and I'm just, I'm just thinking, oh man, I don't, I, I just, I don't feel confident enough to go for it. That's what I really want to do, but I think I'm going to fail. Um, I think that's maybe another angle for confidence. I'd be mm-hmm. curious what your thoughts are uh, kind of from that approach. Yeah, that, that's a really great uh, question again. And I think in that instance, exploring like how could you test out running a pizza shop, right? Is it like how many times do you make pizza for all your friends during the week? <laughs> and do they love it or not? And if they love it, um, maybe, you know, figure out how to do a food truck or how can we take baby steps to work you up to that big thing? Or with my wife, she's a therapist. And she, she works in a school. She's thinking about doing private practice. And it's daunting because she's like, how do I hang my shingle up as a therapist with all like the administrative paperwork and stuff? And so part of that process is just learning, like, how do you get a business license? What do we need to know that'll help you feel comfortable going forward? Or what type of support? Like, that's another thing. Like, do you know somebody else that has built a business or a pizza business in particular? Do you have no lawyers? Like, all that kind of stuff. Um and just kind of generating some ideas on what do we need to explore and how can we take some baby steps going forward? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because what you what it sounds like is you take this this bigger, more nebulous goal, this huge thing um, that may take you know months or years, and start breaking it down into pieces that are actually manageable. Because it sounds like from what you're saying, you know, the the part that erodes your confidence is basically looking at this huge thing and going, I don't even know where to start. I don't know, like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get all this stuff done because I don't know what all this stuff is. So it sounds like it's about kind of filling in that path and looking at the individual cobblestones and maybe you don't have the whole, every single detail laid out, but like you are saying, like, okay, what's the next two or three or five or whatever things I need to do that I know about? And then you can just keep building on it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It, it actually reminds me, I had a, a client last year too, um, on a different context, was having communication problems with his wife. Um, like they wanted to upgrade a house and expand the family. And like, he's like, I want to talk about this, but it's overwhelming. We both kind of get fr- frustrated. And then um, I was like, okay, so what do you do? You functionally decompose the argument instead of one big argument of finances and family. It's like, if you were to have another kid, like what are the financial impacts? What needs to happen? And kind of just breaking it down into those different parts, just like you were saying, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of, you know, when you break it down into little, littler steps that you feel like you can actually achieve versus like some big unknown far out um, that builds your confidence in being like, okay, that seems reasonable and doable I can do this next step versus like the big project I like the the whole pizza example that you use because I was like what if I don't know anything about pizza and I need to like get some market feedback from my friends and it's like if you suck at pizza making then you would want to know that before you open up a pizza shop and get better and then maybe that means going to cooking school and learning more about the whole cooking process and then I like the idea of you know, starting with a, a food truck 
is low, less, less riskier than like buying a whole restaurant and not knowing anything about what you're doing. So I, I could see how like breaking it down builds confidence um, when, when it seems like, you know, it's still a stretch. It's still stretching them outside of their comfort zone to some degree, but it's not like this far out mystery um, for people. What, what other ways would you suggest for people to like build their confidence besides just breaking it down into steps? So uh, two other things came to mind um, off the top of my head. First is if you're strong in one area, how can you leverage it in a different area? So like I used to run marathons. And Mm -hmm. so in training for a marathon, you learn that you can do a lot of miles as long as you just think about the next three or the next five you have to do (laughs) for training, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it hurts and then you don't, you know, run for a little bit, but you don't think about that too much. But um, so like having figured out something, feeling confident as a runner, how can you apply that to managing a project? How can you apply that to, um, you know, figuring out like Zoom school for your kids? Like, um, can you make that that thing? But if you feel confident in one area, how can you leverage it for Mm -hmm. a different area? Mm -hmm. So there's also this idea um, of the confidence competence loop. I'm not sure if you heard of this. Mm. So uh, this is kind of related, but the more competent you feel, the more confident you feel. So sometimes it's just, you just have to start and get some momentum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be a hot mess. You're going to figure out as, as you go. And a lot of uh, like, one of the phrases in, that I use a lot in coaching is to honor the struggle where like, mm-hmm. if you, you know, are bad at making pizza to go back to that previous example, <laughs> but you make a hundred pizzas, you're going to get better at making pizza. Probably. And so when you make actually get like a pizza shape and pizza flavors for the first time and be like, okay, I can do more pizzas or I can experiment or, you know, you're more open to fail forward, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, to make those good mistakes that we learned, learn from. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then you get more competent and then you get more confident. So it's this um, feedback loop that just helps build you up. So just Mm -hmm. get started all these pieces kind of come together for me, right? Or in my mind, I see it all as connected. And what I really like is, you know, once you get started, you start building instances of things that you have been successful at that you can piggyback on. And I'm just rewording what you said. It's, it's the exact same as what you said. Um, and the other piece that, that is nice is all of us have accomplished something that we're proud of to some degree or, or feel some amount of confidence in. And if you can tap back into um, a time where you were building that skill or building that confidence, you can use that same sort of uh, process, right? Or that same sort of memory to go, okay, I'm not as good at X as I would like to be, but I've already achieved mastery at Y. What kind of process did I use back then to get to where I am now? So I really feel like that flushes out um, everything, right? It's all connected. It goes back to these little steps, having these little things to, to, you know, break down your goals into smaller pieces so that you can build up more confidence. And then over time, you'll be able to build out like an entire library of specific events related to the thing that you're trying to build confidence in, as well as other relatable instances that are not necessarily the same thing, but, you know, you went through this process. Mm-hmm. And I think the nice thing here is that I imagine everyone has gone through this process at some point. It's just a matter of like sitting down and actually thinking about the things where you built confidence previously. Definitely. Yeah. 
I would say to kind of stuck in there or sandwiched in there. Um, speaking of like mindsets, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I ever had in my tech career was my first manager, uh, this guy, Max Miller, who said, it's okay if you make mistakes, as long as you don't make the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. And so the, the mindset there is really this learning mindset where, you know, I think sometimes when we're not confident, we're afraid to take action or we get stuck in our heads overthinking it. Yeah. But we're also robbing ourselves of that feedback of, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to try this. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. It kind of worked. Maybe if I tweaked it this way. And, and that's another way. If in the rare instance, you, you're like, I have zero confidence. Like, you know, life was really strange and tough or whatever. Um, didn't have that, that normal path. Like make mistakes and learn from them. Like that, that it's not failure until you stop or until you're not getting the lesson that you should be mm-hmm. <laughs> the fifth time mm-hmm. you've made a mistake. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's, that's so important. And just a reminder of kind of some of the coaching that I've received over the years of understanding that it's not like, if you don't achieve the, the thing that you set yourself out to achieve, like, let's say I wanted to make 10 K in a month and I only made five K and I feel like bad because I didn't hit my goal or my target. Um, but it's really not that I'm a failure. <laughs> it's just a failure of performance and that I didn't do all the actions that maybe was necessary. And I just have to like reflect on, okay, this action, all these actions produce this result. Maybe if I doubled my actions, I could get like double the, double the thing. So it's, it's really not like ticking it internally, but just looking at the failure of performance and actions versus oh, this is who I am and I'll never amount to anything because I did, I tried and I failed kind of a thing. So I had a question around how you kind of think about or look at failure or I guess perfectionism as related to confidence, right? Because I imagine there are a lot of people who kind of get those two things mixed together. Mm-hmm. And while uh, it sounds more optimal to just go, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go fail and figure it out. What do you think about like kind of some of the first steps around breaking these ideas? Because I think that erodes a lot of people's confidence as well. I, you're definitely right. And the thing that I'm drawn to is I think people, at least in my experience, perfectionism is just another fancy word for fear. Hmm. It's usually like, I'm afraid of putting this on and being vulnerable and people you know, yelling at me online, or I'm afraid of not living up to my, the expectation or um, not being 100% like the best at everything. And, you know, so it, it kind of comes down to diagnosing what that fear is. And I have a model for that I, I, I can share. We say there's basically three different types of, of fear. And if you can understand it, then you can, a lot of times people assume that, you know, one little perfection is like, could be the end of their life. Like their, their, their uh, nervous system activates Mm-hmm. And it's fight or flight or, and all that kind of stuff. So it can be really, really intense. But um, so the three different types of fear or there's process fear where by say you're going to start a new YouTube channel, you've never done it. The act of doing the video, figuring out the technology is just going to be terrible. And mm-hmm. so why even bother? You're like, I, I can't figure it out. I'm not a technical person. I get that a lot or I'm not good in front of the camera. So what do you focus on the process? Again, it goes back to that learning mindset. You know, how can we 
experiment and just figure it out because what's the worst that could happen in that particular case? You don't have a YouTube show. You're not gonna, you know, get eaten by the lion or some of the more physical <laughs> yeah. things that activate fear. Oh God. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it'd be a really, really hostile work environment if they have lions waiting for you. Um, <laughs> right. You better get this show right or the lion will eat you. Yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> management strategy. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Uh, the second thing is uh, outcome fear, meaning that you're going to do the YouTube channel and you're not going to get the result that you want or you're not going to feel as connected to achieving that. Mm -hmm. And so like basically like the grass is greener on the other side, you're going to get there and be like, I also don't like this. Mm -hmm. um, and then that kind of fear, it's really important to be focused on like, then you'll know. You don't want to have any regrets essentially, right? So uh, again, you're kind of learning, but you're just, is that your thing or not? Mm -hmm. um, and the third thing is loss fear. So mm. uh, loss fear, opportunity cost, sometimes people call it, it's if I do the new channel, I'm not going to be able to spend time with my kids or in exercise. If I start training for a marathon, I'm going to have to stop eating pizzas, tie it all together. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, so how do you get over loss fear? And it's just really just focus on what you're going to gain from the experience. So mm -hmm. in your know, YouTube channel, you might have your successful business, the pizza place, you might have a huge pizza empire spanning the world of your cool, <laughs> whatever pizzas, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but each of those different fears, if you understand, if, if you're a perfectionist and usually you'll find that one or more of those kind of cover that perfectionist block mm. and so it's just doing the work the reflection and um, you know building the support around helping you move through those fears mm. yeah that's great I think that really provides a different angle than I've heard before right where uh, you can kind of get under the root of that perfectionism and, and find strategies tailored to what's actually causing that as opposed to things I've heard in the past where it's just like well just get over it and do it, which, um, you know, it would be nice if everyone could, could uh, uh, aspire to that level of willpower and getting over their feelings. It's not necessarily a realistic route. So I think that's a lot more helpful. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love the, the breakdown of the fears because fear obviously is a huge contributing factor in stopping people from going after the things that they want. Um, and why that contributes to, to low confidence or, or why they don't go for it. And I really like the, the examples that you gave because it's like, yeah, I was kind of like, like both me and Donovan have created YouTube channels. So we're right, right there with you. And, you know, we've both admitted in past episodes that it was a painful process. Um, and there, there was fear. I used to hate being on camera. Um, and, uh, we, I think like everyone has to go through that phase of just really sucking <laughs> at the beginning of, you know, I, I've, I've said this before where it, you know, I, to create a two minute video would take me like four hours and 60 ticks because I was in that perfectionist. It's like, it's gotta be good. I'll be in camera. People will judge. And it took something to like, get out of like, yeah, so what? <laughs> what <laughs> and it was just doing it repeatedly we do this every week and now now it, it's it's more second nature 
to the point where the fear just isn't there anymore. Yeah. Even though I don't even know what I'm saying sometimes, I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth, but I'm not scared. So I feel like that's a win in itself. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I, I'm with you on the uh, turn on the camera and then, you know, review later what actually happened. So yeah, <laughs> definitely. You guys have any uh, tips for people on building confidence that maybe we haven't covered? I can ramble for a minute. Um, it, it is not necessarily that different from what we've covered. Um, but I do find or have found in my, in my life, um, if I'm feeling especially low confidence to look for things that aren't necessarily these bigger long-term goals that we've talked about, mm. but smaller things that make me feel some sort of discomfort or some, some amount of low confidence. Um, you know, I, I've been in this realm of trying to improve myself for quite a few years. So I, I might have more tools to manage my emotions than most, but I go into it, you know, something a little bit smaller, something a little bit outside of my general comfort zone. Um, and just sit with that feeling and deal with it uh, as I'm doing whatever the thing is. Um, so I'm relatively introverted and maybe just like striking up a conversation with someone at random, which in general is not a super uh, appealing thing to me. Um, but I found that, you know, breaking away occasionally from some of these bigger projects, if I'm not making the progress I want, or I don't feel uh, as confident as I would like, um, that helps because then I can get one of these wins, but still in the realm of, oh, hey, this thing, I kind of thought I couldn't do it. I was kind of worried about how it was going to go. Um, and again, like I said, I've done some work around managing some of the, the feelings part, right? So that it's not overwhelming. And I kind of expect, okay, some part of this is going to feel a little bit rough, but I also know that the payoff for this is uh, positive in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. So it's still pretty similar to what we've talked about, but just a slight, a slight spin on it that happens to work for me. Yeah. Awesome. Totally. Yeah. For me, what comes to my mind is, uh, you know, I, definitely resonate with everything that we've been talking about in this episode. But, you know, I think about like the kind of like the reverse of, you know, when I have too much confidence about something, it kind of makes me take a step back and be like, well, I don't want to be confident about everything. You know, I know what I'm good at. And I know what I'm, I'm not. So it's like, for me, cause I wear many hats. I'm a stress and anxiety expert. I'm really freaking good at it. I have a bazillion years, so much experience. I'm super good. I've helped hundreds of people deal with it and be powerful in the face of it. And so it's just like, I could do that in my sleep. It's, it's easy because I, I have so many tools. I know how to do it. I'm very confident about it, but I, I just started the second business uh, last year that I, I had like, no, I was thinking about it for a while and it just like the lack of confidence. Cause it was like to be a business coach, for other naturopathic doctors. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm successful enough. I got to build more experience. It's just like, I don't have any credibility. I don't have like the testimonials yet. What are people going to do? How are people going to buy from me? <laughs> it's like with my, my doctor business with stress and anxiety, I have like a ton of testimonials. I've got like people raving about me, but this other one that was just going to be starting up at like nothing. I was just starting from square one and I had lack of confidence, but to help me kind of get over that, uh, because I had a lot of self-doubt and a little limiting self-beliefs about myself and being able to do it. Um, but kind of what got me out of that was realizing, okay, there's people that 
doctors right now are really struggling in their businesses and they're trying to go virtual because of the pandemic. And I somehow magically figured it out because I invested in this business growth program. So I have a lot of knowledge to offer people and, and yeah, I'll just be, so I just was like, yeah, I'm, I was straight about it. And I offered like this pilot business growth program for doctors and offered it like 50% off as part of the pilot. And, and yeah, I got 10 doctors signed up. So I was like, oh man. And so I was just like, kind of scared and terrified. And I'm like, I, I guess I have to do this. So I guess this is happening. And, um, and I did. And then once I got through it and then I was able to get some testimonials, then I, it kind of helped me have the confidence and really feel better that I, I went for it when before I was like, this could just be a shit show. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, my self-reflection of, you know, when I'm too confident about something, I want us to take a step back and actually step into something that I'm not confident about because that's where I grow and discover, you know, and learn, have that learning struggle that, <laughs> that is everything in life. Yeah. Well, I love that both of you brought up a time uh, or the approach of finding those uncomfortable moments to mm -hmm. really find your growth. I think that's a really important insight in itself um, that I've also done in my life a bajillion times. And as a coach, I'm, that's, that's what I'm aiming for is to help get people comfortable with the uncomfortable so they can move forward. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I did want to like, I saw that kind of thread, I thought to call it out. Yeah, yeah, cool. So Sean, I would like to pull our conversation a different thread um, and uh, ask about, you know, as a high performance coach, are there common patterns that you see or things that stop people generally from high performance? You know, are there a couple buckets or, and it's totally fine if it's, you know, very, very personalized, um, but I'd just be curious if there are some things that you generally see. That's a great question. And uh, yeah, the things that I've seen with my clients tend to be nine times out of 10, people know what they need to do and they're just not doing it. And sometimes, you know, that, that accountability of just having someone um, that's fighting for that future that you laid out for yourself to be like, hey, you wanted to start that business. Like you said, you're gonna like, you know, do this, this and this, and then you didn't do like, what did something else come up? Did you discover a new feeling around it that we have to work through, or, or do I just have to bust on you for a little bit? But um, you know, I, I'd say most times, um, folks, everyone knows what they need to do, but you need that social pull sometimes to to get to that next level. Um, on top of that, like a lot of the, the work that I do too is just helping people be a little bit more disciplined and taking care of themselves. You know, like. Mm -hmm are you drinking enough water? Like, I can't stress how surprised, I think everyone thinks they drink way more water than they actually do. And if you're constantly feeling sluggish or slow, yeah. <laughs> um, drink my coffee. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Portal coffee. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, so, you know, are you doing like the basics of that? Are you sleep? Do you move your body? Like, get out there, <laughs> like, go for a walk sun, rain today, you know, here in, in Berkeley, whatever, you know, um, is the, those sometimes, yeah, so it's a discipline thing is the kind of the bigger bucket on some of the, those basic things. And then operationalizing the things that, you know, get you the results, right? 
So like, hey, when I am able to sit at my computer and you know the doors closed, I don't have any interruptions, I could sit for an hour, I do 80% of my work. Like, okay, how do we get more of that? <laughs> but helping people kind of unpack and reflect on those moments that they get the most performant in their health or career, you know, building relationships. And then how do we get to repeat that? Which is, um, yeah, that's basically it. You guys have been <laughs> through the program, you know, pretty much all of it. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like you kind of hone in on the things that are already working um, and, and kind of double down, triple down on that. And then extract from your environment things that are slowing you down or that you know are slowing you down. Um, and it also, I mean, I know uh, that having, uh, it's the same kind of thing, a significant other in my life often pushes me to do a bunch of things for myself that I normally wouldn't do. Helps me get to bed on time, helps me do all kinds of things that I might not do otherwise. Um, and obviously it's a, it's a slightly different role that you fill, but uh, you know, a, a good resource to have some sort of social accountability to help um, I, I would imagine uh, uh, most people um, feel a little bit more like there are things that they need to get done because there's someone on the other end of it going, did you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes too, it's just a little bit of challenge. It's like, I've been doing this thing for five years and I'm comfortable and it's like, how could you do it better? How could you do it quicker? How can you uh, change it up to get into higher performance? So I, I think not a lot of people have that person in their life to, to um, and if you do like hold on to them, they're invaluable in your personal development. And I, I think to kind of tie it to the show that like personal growth is happiness. When we feel like we're progressing, it's much tougher to feel restless or anxious or overwhelmed. Like you can feel those things, but if you have forward momentum, like it'll carry you through. So. Find the challenge people. Yeah. 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 I love, I love that, that idea of just, you know, pushing yourself to, to grow because that's where the reward and the joys and confidence comes out of. Great. <laughs> well, Sean, it's been um, a pleasure to have you on our show. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug before we wrap up today? Um, well, uh, I have my website, seanbutter.com. If you'd like to follow me, I have all my social there. Uh, I do like a daily start your day with a coach show or ask or answer questions that people submit. So you can find me on my website. It's probably the easiest, you know, all the links and whatnot. So uh, yeah, find me there, seanbutner.com. Awesome. Yes. We'll put the, the link in the description. So anyone check it out, see what he's up to and join him for that morning coaching might help get you your day started off. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you so much, Sean, for being on our show. Thanks Donovan. Thanks Alice. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch, Catch you next time. time.